Hello, this is Brother Jim Ellis with Dispensational Ministries. Once again, I want to welcome you to our Dispensational Ministries podcast. This study is number six in our consideration of character traits that are necessary and somewhat indispensable in living under the age of the grace of God. In the last two studies, we looked at the first 12 of these character traits, the trait of integrity, self-reliance, self-motivation, self-sufficiency, self-control, self-respect, dignity, initiative, resourcefulness, inventiveness, creativity, and planning. We'll go ahead and start this podcast with... uh, Character trait number 13, that of preparation. The character trait of preparation is similar to planning, but somewhat different. This could be like making preparations before you begin a certain task, like a child might when they're writing a report or taking a test at school, gathering together the necessary items they would need, like a pen or pencil and notebook or paper, before they began that report or took that test. This character trait of preparation can run from simple things to the complex, like making shopping lists or a to-do list for the coming days ahead, or sitting down the evening before to write down certain things that you need to get accomplished in the next day, gathering together all the materials one would need to complete a construction project before beginning that project. I've been in the construction business for some 50 years, and one common problem in that business was that men often that I had hired would not show up on the job with all the necessary tools and materials they would need for the day in order to complete that job. Their lack of preparation caused some extra man hours to take place on that job, which cost an increase in the dollar's cost to complete the job. It's always a wise thing to to make the right preparation for the next day or the next week or even the next year. Waiting until the last minute to prepare for something that should have been prepared for much sooner makes for an inferior performance. Teaching children simple things like deciding the evening before what they're going to wear to school the next day or taking the time to prepare for a coming test. Teaching them things like preparing to be on time for meetings, to be on time for school, to be on time for certain events and appointments all help to build the character traits of preparation in children. Employers depend on their employees to be on time for work. They expect them to come prepared for the day at hand. Most successful employers and businesses depend on a strict daily schedule for satisfying their customers' needs. They open at specific times and close at specific times, and their employees are expected to do certain duties on time all throughout the day. If a company begins their operations at, say, 8 o'clock in the morning, They expect the person who is responsible for taking the phone calls from the company to be there and ready to take those calls at 8 o'clock in the morning. 
If a department store opens their doors to customers at a certain time, they expect their cashiers to be there at their stations ready to check customers out through their registers. They expect the person who is to be responsible for unlocking the doors to be there on time to ensure the doors are unlocked on time. All of this takes preparation, both on the part of the employee and the employer. My pastor used to say he always wanted the church service to start on time because if you tell people church starts at 11 o'clock and you are late and you don't begin church until 11.15, then he was afraid he would become a liar for 15 minutes. Whoever is responsible for preparing meals in the household, making preparation to make sure they have the necessary food supplies to prepare that proper meal. The rancher makes preparation for the winter for feeding his livestock by cutting and storing up hay during the spring and summer months. The farmer makes preparation for feeding his family in the winter by plowing, planting, and harvesting his fields in preparation for the winter months ahead. I've used the word in this study several times, the word experience. It is truly one of the best teaching and learning aids we can employ. Experience, both in our lives and the wisdom of experience that others have gained in their lives. Learn, learning from our mistakes and our experiences of life. One thing is certain, we will all make plenty of mistakes in this life. But the wise and those who succeed will be the ones who learn from them and make preparations to not make the same mistakes the next time. As best as we can, it's always wise to attempt to predict from wise and learned experience what the future may hold. The 14th character trait in this study is hard work. Never, never being lazy. Whatever you do, work hard at doing it. While a child is in school, it should be repeatedly stressed to that child to work hard, study hard, to get good grades. And when they are older and get a, a job, encourage them to always be the hardest worker in that company. Hard work is a good thing. Unfortunately, in this time, the word work for many has become likened to a cuss word. What used to be called chores and were once used as great tools for teaching children the benefits of hard work and instilling the this particular character trait in the child and almost become a thing of the past in many households. But assigning chores or tasks or responsibilities, household jobs, household duties to children would help them learn how to have this indispensable character trait. Teaching children to pick up their toys, putting away their dirty clothes, helping set the table and cook the food at, at mealtime. Cleaning up after the meal, washing dishes, taking out the trash, cutting the grass, helping mom or dad do certain things that require work or physical labor, and assigning them regular tasks that need to be done on a daily basis. All these things will most certainly help and not hurt a child's development. Household chores will help instill a 
multitude of these character traits in any child. We are never doing our children a favor by doing for them what they should be taught to do for themselves and requiring them to do things which will help them be strong and self-sufficient in their adult life. There is no substitute for hard work and putting in the necessary time to succeed in life. When the indolent crowd is off enjoying some recreational activity, the one who is most likely to succeed will be busy learning, studying, working, planning, and giving thought to future matters. Yes, of course, times of recreation are times that are needed in everyone's life, but they are best needed only in moderation. Our God, our God is a great fan of hard work. The Bible has a great deal to say about laziness and slothfulness and indolence. And none of it's ever good in the scriptures. Laziness can be a character trait, but it's certainly not a good character trait. Number 15 in these character traits is working towards accomplishing goals. That is goal setting. Looking out to our future and setting goals that we want to achieve in days and years to come. This is a crucial part of accomplishing anything in life. Making a plan and working towards accomplishing our plan and our plans. It's especially important to young people to be able to look towards their future and set reasonable and wise goals for their future. One most common reason more young young men and women do not succeed to great degrees of accomplishment in their adulthood is because they were never taught to set future goals. Teach them that they can either work towards their goals over a period of some years and achieve them or do nothing, and when those years have passed, they'll simply be older and have nothing. There is seldom a path to instant success. Success and accomplishments takes time and hard work. If God is gracious to them and he allows them to live through these coming years, what they have done in those years will depend on what they have and where they are at in life when those years have ended. Four, five, or six years will eventually pass by, and their level of knowledge, education, training, and abilities at the end of those years will depend greatly on what they did inside those four, five, or six years. That time will go on and pass, and what they have and who they are when it does pass will be up to them and what they did during the time of those years. Time is our greatest gift and possession. Paul told us in his epistles to be careful to redeem the time. Make the very best use of our time that our God has given us. Unfortunately, for many, life is simply getting up every day and accepting life as it unfolds throughout the day. They go on through life never setting goals or working or planning or giving thought to accomplishing their goals or what the future may hold in their lives. For many, the jobs they have are jobs they just kind of fell into. 
and not jobs or professions that they set goals to attain to. You can ask a good deal of people, how did you become to be or to work at or to work for a certain company or job or profession? How is it you became to do for a living what you do for a living? Many people will admit, well, it just kind of happened. They never really plan to spend their days working at whatever they worked at or or working who they're working for. It just kind of happened. That kind of lifestyle goes on day after day until years have passed by and they stop and wonder at some point what happened. Why am I stuck in the situation I'm in? Well, they're there most because of their failure set and work towards specific preset goals in their lives. And they did not, mainly because no one ever set them down and explained to them in perseverance what they should be doing in setting goals and having the necessary character traits to accomplish those goals. The character traits in this study are all needed in accomplishing the goals that we set for our future advancement. No one is going to take us by the hand when we are adults and lead us step by step through the advancing or advancement process of life. Goal setting is one of those things we have to do on our own and we have to begin making preparations long in advance before we can ever begin to think about advancing or achieving those goals. Young people need to be taught the vast importance of setting goals in our lives. If we're ever to better our lives and better the lives of our children, then these traits of character must become part of our everyday life, makeup, and practice. Number 16 is that of resourcefulness. Webster defines this as the ability to find quick and clever ways to overcome difficulties. When you or others... Do not think there's a way to get something done or accomplished. Find a way to make it happen. That's resourcefulness. Most times, there is a way. If we will give the proper thought to the problem or the difficulty, being able to figure it out, being able to solve the problem, being able to find the solution, it's best to teach our children to not be among those who carry around a kind of defeatist attitude. Do not be among those who are constantly certain most things cannot be done. Ingenuity, number 17. This is kind of like resourcefulness, but being able to improvise and invent ways to do things by using our mind and our thought process. I read where a champion football coach always told his his team, He would say to them, about all we do in life is use or lose our opportunities. That same coach used to say, woulda, coulda, shoulda, are just excuses for failures in life. Learn how to take advantage of the opportunities that we are oftentimes given in this life. Number 18 is perseverance. Not quitting. Keep on going not giving up. This trait can work to one's advantage, but it can also work to a disadvantage in life. 
This is not the same as an unwise and unrealistic stubbornness. It's not the same as doing the same old things which turn out wrong and expecting a different result. This trait is more than attempting to succeed in wealth and fame and fortune. It may simply be a necessary trait for mere survival in life and overcoming and working through our failures in life. It's not the same as persevering towards goals that are unwise, unrealistic, and unreasonable according to one's own individual abilities. You see, we do not all have the same inherent abilities or intellect and talent. That's just a mere fact of life. Some are realistically more gifted in certain areas of life than others and in their abilities to accomplish those goals in that particular area of life. That is an immutable and unchangeable fact of life. We all will not and cannot succeed in every area of life where others have found success. The key to using this trait of perseverance and some of the other traits properly is found in the wise understanding of our own unique unique abilities, intellect, and talents in life. Not everyone can succeed as a gifted doctor or singer, or athlete, or business person, or concert pianist, or play a musical instrument, or even become an electrician, a plumber, or a carpenter. We do not all have the same abilities as others. The key to proper use of character traits, and this use of character trait, is coming to a wise understanding of our own abilities in life. Now, it may not be fair that someone's hopes of becoming Maybe a medical doctor or some other professional will never be realized because they do not have those particular inherent traits to succeed as a medical doctor or some other kind of professional. But it is a fact of life. It's a false narrative to claim that we can all be what we dream to be. It is a false claim that if we can imagine it, we can achieve it. Some can but only if they have the abilities to achieve certain accomplishments of life. For every success story of perseverance, there are thousands of others who failed in trying to be what they were never equipped to be in life. Many, unfortunately, have wasted years of their lives trying to accomplish what they were never gifted to accomplish in life. I I suppose I could give hundreds of, of examples of that, but I have witnessed in people's lives through the years that would illustrate this point. Men and women who have labored hard in the areas of life that they were just never truly gifted to succeed in and their efforts ended in great disappointment and despair. They persevered in a stubborn refusal to recognize that they were simply not gifted to succeed in something they passionately desired to do. You see, Desire and want does not guarantee success in any area of life. And there's no shame in not being equipped to do certain things in life as well as others are able to do them. Just because a person cannot run as fast or sing as well or perform surgery like someone else can, there's no shame in that. Not being able to do what others are able to do in certain areas does not diminish us or our 
own self-worth or value as human beings. It does not make us lesser human beings or of any less worth in life or before our God. On the other hand, and I don't mean to diminish this character trait of perseverance, it is an extremely important character trait. And I'm not, the things I've just said, I'm not trying to give anyone an excuse for not trying to do what they have come to realize is within their abilities to do. I don't mean this to be a negative point. There will be times if you begin something you're not sure or know if you can or cannot do it. Sometimes you won't know unless you try. No matter who you are, you will have something, though, that you can do well that someone else may not be able to do as well as you can. All of our children have their own individual kind of inherent abilities or abilities that others may not have. But by use of the wise understanding of who we are and the traits that we possess, We can all excel in areas where we are best suited if we apply these character traits in our lives. There are some wise biblical ways or principles for finding our own individual abilities and then persevering in those abilities. But if one does not come or become wise and learned in the scriptures, he or she will never learn what those principles are and they'll never be able to pass them on to their children. All these character traits are centered in moderated wisdom that comes from knowledge and understanding of our learned knowledge, experiences, and the experiences of others. The traits of perseverance must be moderated by learned wisdom from the wisdom of our God. See, the Word of God is far more than a mere book of theology. It is a book of inspired wisdom from the mind of God. It is in every way a book of practical wisdom for life and living life. The Word of God can help anyone know themselves better than any self-help book that's ever been written. Now, even when we have the necessary talent, maybe the necessary aptitude, maybe the necessary intellect, the necessary abilities to succeed in certain areas of life, there's always going to be obstacles and hindrances that every person who works towards accomplishing their planned goals in life, there will be hindrances and obstacles that they'll have to overcome. Without the wise application of this trait of perseverance, we will fail no matter how great our own abilities are. There's a poem, it's an old poem, but I found it to be helpful to me in my lifetime. It goes something like this. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a fellow turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. 
Often the goal is nearer than it seems to faint and faltering men. When the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night came down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint and the clouds of doubt. And you will never can tell how close you are. It might be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worse that you must not quit. Persevere. The character trait of perseverance. Uh, The 19th character trait is that of fortitude. Fortitude is just simply having an inner courage and an inner strength. Maybe akin to being brave and sometimes fearless. See, fear can either be a good thing or a bad thing. Good fear. Good fear will help you to keep from being hurt or harmed by doing dumb and often stupid things. Bad fear is being afraid of things that you should not be afraid of. Perhaps like making, maybe taking reasonable chances in life. Being able to handle adverse situations, problems, and things which just do not go the way we planned is a trait of fortitude. Not falling apart when problems come our way. Being stable and secure when others seem to be losing their senses about matters. Learn how to handle the problems of life that are sure to come to all of us without falling apart. Kind of like keeping calm under enemy fire. Don't panic. Be emotionally strong in your inner person. Learn how to handle problems, emergencies that often come to life without being unnerved and flustered to the point that you're unable to deal and take care of the situation. Fortitude, that internal strength. Endurance. Endurance is akin to perseverance, but it's being able to keep on going when you think you're too tired to keep going. My old army sergeant used to tell us when we were running in formation and we all became tired, sweating, trying to catch our breath. He'd tell us, just keep on going. Just keep on putting one foot in front of the other and keep on going. One more foot in front of the other. Take one more step. And then after that, take another step. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. When you feel like you're too tired to keep going any further, Take one more step and then another and another and another until you get to where you're going. As with many of these traits, endurance must be taught and made a part of our overall character. An athlete does not automatically have the endurance to run a 15-mile marathon. It takes a kind of endurance that is acquired over time to run that marathon. They have to train and build their overall physical endurance to make that 10, 15, or 20-mile marathon. That is why the Bible says to train up a child. All these traits must be acquired over time and through a consistent program of training and development. For the most part, a child is born with a blank slate for a mind. It has no idea how matters of life should be or even how they are going to be. They only know life from how and where they have seen life and the circumstances of life unfold. If they see matters and circumstances of life unfold in a certain way, that is how they will 
come to believe life is supposed to be. If they are constantly exposed to negative defeatism and attitudes of despair and fatalism, they will come to believe that that is how we're supposed to conduct our lives. If they live in an environment of can't that teaches them don't try, give up, that is what they will be and do for most of their lives. And character trait number 21, character trait of grit and inner determination that you're going to succeed and not give up. Kind of an inner courage and being brave, being a strong person, not just on the outside, but on the inside, being able to handle the problems of life that come to us without giving up grit, determination, beginning something and making sure you finish it, not allowing anything to stop you within reason and wise understanding of the Word of God. Determination, once again, is not the same as stubborn refusal to see reality as and for what it is. Number 23, honesty. Always being honest in everything you do according to the principles of the Bible. Do not steal or take something that does not belong to you, no matter how small that may be. There are many ways to become dishonest. There are a lot of different ways to steal. There's a lot of different traits of dishonesty present in this world. The honest person, the person who endeavors to practice this character trait, will never do any of them. The Word of God is extremely clear about thieves and stealing. There are dozens and dozens of passages in the Bible that condemn any kind of theft. It is wrong and it is sin, plain and simple. There are no gray areas areas in honesty and theft. Now, there are thousands of ways people have learned to be dishonest in this time. In many cases, they're using legal and technical means to be dishonest. But legal... Or not, dishonesty is always condemned in the Word of God. Oh, like a credit card company offering young people a credit card at a low interest rate. But in the tiny, tiny fine print, allowing for drastically higher rates after a time. They put that in language that no one reads, and if they did read it, they would not understand it because it's in legal terms that were designed to confuse the signer And language, no one who is not a lawyer would understand anyway. No, maybe they'll start out with a zero interest rate or one, two, or three percent interest rate. But when that young person is charged a high balance, then in that contract they sign, the credit card people are able to raise that interest rate to 30 or 35 percent with payments that the young person is crippled to make. That is a form of legal dishonesty, like charging late fees for loans. There actually are many financial institutions which promote loans to people who they can use. They they use these involved formulas. These involved formulas are able to predict which people in the future will more than likely have late payments on the loans that they're made. They even have a name for this. It's called the late fee market. 
many financial institutions enter into the loan business to be able to gain wealth from the late fee market. They know in advance that there is a greater than 80% chance of which people is most likely to have one or more late payments on their account in a year's time. If they make 10,000 loans and collect $45 late fees in a month, that is $450,000 a month extra and free money to them. Some have used, used dirty tricks to ensure your payment is not posted to your account so that you will be charged a late fee. For most credit card companies, 10,000 customers is a small number compared to the millions they issue every year. Late fee market. Another legal but very dishonest way to manage a business. When I was a teenager, I went to, with a friend to the to a transmission shop where his dad worked. While I was there waiting on him, I saw one of the mechanics in the back cutting up a little small piece of thin metal. It was a long little strip of metal, and he cut it up into tiny pieces. I watched him take it back to where the automobile was, crawled up on the automobile, took the pan, the cover pan off the transmission, and he discreetly put those small pieces of metal into the pan of that transmission. He took the pan out from under the car and he called the customer to come back to the back and showed him the pan and all the small pieces of metal he had put in that pan and convinced the customer that he needed a new transmission overhaul, that that metal that he'd put in there he claimed, came from the inner workings of that transmission. What he did was cost the customer a $1,500 transmission overhaul that he really did not need. If that man was not already a thief, he most certainly became one at that instance. It's common for employees to steal from their employer by taking, making up excuses like, well, they'll never miss it, or they have far more than they need, or they can't afford it, or they have more money than they need or they have more money than I have. The truth is, a thief is a thief no matter what their made-up justification is for stealing. And people always have a way of justifying just about any wrong they decide to commit. But wrong is always wrong when it violates the righteous standards of God. Children must know, they must be taught, if it is not yours, if it does not belong to you and you take it, you are stealing. When someone steals, when someone takes something that is not theirs, that they do not rightly belong to them, that makes them a thief. When someone's given back more change from a transaction of the store, they do not return it to the cashier. They are stealing. And in the process, they become a thief. There's just no excuses for that. Oh, that store has plenty of money, and maybe it does. Maybe at some point they overcharged you in the past. But they're just excuses for justifying becoming a thief. Honesty. A lot of different forms to honesty, dishonesty. Things that we need to teach our children. 
We will resume this study in study number seven for, uh, in the conclusion of these 30 character traits. God bless you. Thank you for listening. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all.